This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Man would rather feel like he's in power and in control even if it's not true. And this is the truth. Track with me a little bit, okay? When something doesn't make sense, we are not content to saying, I don't know. We will tend to say, or if something good happens, okay? I mean, as believers, we don't believe in luck, but we will say something like, that's my lucky sweater. That's my favorite shoe. That's my, that's my lucky pen. I was reading about sports people who, who have their own little superstitious things. Apparently, Tiger Woods wears red all the time. And, and that's a superstitious thing. He's like, I always wear red. And when I wear red, I always win. And I was thinking about my own life, and I'm ashamed to say there are some shirts that I don't wear because I just don't like them. I just don't have good memories with those shirts. I don't know why I still keep them. I, in fact, I wanted to wear that this morning, and maybe I am. I'll let you, keep, I'll let you guess, you know? <laughs> And, and I was like, man, Joel, you're such an idiot. You know, why do you, why do you, why do you come to those conclusions? And maybe it's just my OCD. But oftentimes as believers, we, when something good happens, you immediately want to put, ascribe something to it to be able to make sense and feel in power of knowing that you can control the good and the bad in your life. Surprise, surprise. God shows up and he says, I'm going to mix everything up and you're not going to have a clue of what's going on. But are you going to distort the truth? while things are going haywire. Will you distort the truth? And for Bildad, this dude distorts the truth. Now we know that God doesn't do injustice. We know that God doesn't pervert the right. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse four, the rock, that's not Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) I don't smell what he's cooking, but the rock, the unmovable, the unshakable, the eternal God, the rock, his work is perfect. All his ways are just, a God of faithfulness and without iniquity, without sin. Just and upright is he. We know that God doesn't work in justice. So Bildad is true when he says that God does not pervert justice. But look at his application. Go back to Job. It says that, Job, if you will seek God and plead with the Almighty for mercy, is there anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. If you seek God and plead with the Almighty for mercy, if you are pure and upright, surely then he will rose himself up uh, for you and restore your rightful habitation. You see how he's distorting the truth. It would have been better for Bildad just to shut up. Because for Bildad, his theology, his, his theodicy of how, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people just doesn't make sense. And so he concludes that, Job, you're the one in wrong. And oftentimes we sit in our churches beating ourselves up with shame and with guilt when God walks you through troubled times and we run from one church to the next, from one preacher to the next, from one book to the next, trying to make sense until you find someone who distorts the truth just fine enough to ease your pain a little bit. Believing a lie is not going to set you free. The Bible tells me there's only one thing that will set you free, the truth. If you know the truth, you walk in the truth, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. No matter how hard it is for you to digest the truth, it's the truth that you need that will set you free. Distorting the truth will not ease your pain. In America right now, we're living in a time where people are moving from the move of God. Please listen to me. I think this is prophetic. People are moving from the move of God and going into the ancient ways of what happened 500,000 years ago. And Bildad is going to go, if you read the rest of the chapter, and he says, listen to the ancients. Please listen to me. God moved through the ancients, praise the Lord for that. 500 years ago, there was a reformation and I believe it's time for a new reformation. I believe it's time for a new reformation for when the church not only is ready to give the Bible into every hand, but for the word of God to be in every person's heart. 
for the word of God to be in every person's mouth, for the word of God to be lived out in every single street corner, in every single neighborhood. Yes, I praise God for the reformation when they put, went into the church and said the word of God needs to go into every hand. But now, there's a time for a new reformation that we need to come up with. Man. We, need to, we need to settle down for and say, God, we're ready for this. Well, we're not content. There's Bibles on the back of it that anybody can take home. Every single, church, every single home in America has a Bible. But how many of them really know Jesus? It's time for a new reformation. It's time for us, church, to wake up and to stop distorting the truth and to preach the truth in power and in love, like we saw last week, with grace and with truth. Bildad, man, he shows up to people who are suffering and he says, it's your sin, which is not right, which is not true. And we'll unpack what is true, what should have Job done. But when you feel like your faith is failing, look around you. And I'm sure you will find distortion of truth, especially truth about who God is. But it gets worse for Job. It gets worse for Job. You see, what I like about this guy, Job, his concern is not, God, I miss my children. His concern is not, I miss my wealth. His concern is, God, what did I do to upset you? God, how can I be made right with you? That's a fantastic heart to have. Sitting right now over here, I do not know where your heart is if you're waiting for that paycheck to come or this bonus to come or the sale to go through or this doctor's report to come through. For Job, he's not concerned about a gift or a job or more animals or how he's going to get his wealth back, how he's going to get his health back. His biggest concern is, God, are you really upset with me? What did I do to upset you? And if Bildad's theology is right, that Job really did something to upset God and this is God punishing him, it leaves us with a question that is unanswered. So if Job has to be good to get on God's right side, how much good is going to be good enough? Whose standard of goodness is going to be good enough? Number two. Write this down. We saw distortion. Secondly, the destruction. No matter the destruction around you, God is still good. No matter the destruction around you, God is still good. Destruction will turn belief to blame. But you need to fight that urge and know that no matter the destruction around you, God is still good. You see, it's one thing to look back at the state of the world and wonder why would a good God allow this to happen, but it's a whole different story when your hand is in the fire. You see, it's easy for me to stand up here and preach that no matter the destruction, God is still good. And it's quite possible that you're sitting over here or you're watching at home and saying, Preacher, if you knew the life that I've had to live this past few months, having to bury my children, having to bury my spouse, having to, to know that a loved one died and I couldn't even be at the funeral, you wouldn't say that God is good. Because your theodicy, your struggle of how can a good God let bad things happen is eating you up and the destruction is changing your belief to blame. It's in times like these that fortune cookie theologies don't cut it, isn't it? <laughs> Regurgitating what you heard in Sunday school songs doesn't seem fit. And this is when you begin to move away from the God is good all the time people because you're unable to justify a good God with your bad suffering. Over the years, I've heard of churches, I've read books that have distorted theologies like Bildad did. In fact, there was one guy, I was shocked when he said this. He says, I've come to understand that God is really not omniscient. He doesn't really know everything. He's still learning as he grows. I was like, really? How do you, why would you want to worship a God who doesn't know what tomorrow holds for you? 
How can you trust him? I was another guy that I was listening to, um, and this guy is like a really smart guy and everything, and he said, God, when he was young, <laughs> when he was young, did stupid things, and now he's old and he's grown patient. I've seen some old people be very impatient, and I've seen some young people be very impatient. So if you're looking at God through the eyes of man, you've completely got it wrong. Distorting the truth doesn't bring peace. And when you see destruction around you, you're tempted to distort the truth. But the truth of the matter that the Bible tells me is that no matter the destruction around you, God is good all the time. And needless to say, all of these theories is wrong. God is omniscient. He knows all things. God is omnipotent. He's powerful over everything. And he is all loving. It says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8, good spot for an amen coming up. I'll give you a running head start, okay? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. He never changes. From the time the world was created, from the when the time the world will end and we'll have a new Jerusalem and a new heaven and a new earth, he is going to be the same. He never changes. His love for you will never change. His power will never diminish. He's unchangeable. He's unmovable. No one can change him. He's God. It's awesome that, that, that this is a God that we can trust no matter the hardships that we go through. But here we find Job encountering destruction from the permission of God and Job not only has the pain of his friends getting on his case and accusing him of being a hypocrite and a sinful man but it also seems like God is not on his side and it seems like God is abandoning his faithful friends Job look at Job chapter 10 Job is speaking to God and he says does it seem good to you to oppress to despise the work of your hands and favor the design of the wicked have your eyes of flesh do you not see do you see as man sees he says God if that's the way you see me, like the way man sees, then in verse 18, he says, why did you bring me out of this womb? That uh, Would that I died before any eye had seen me? God, if you really see me the way man sees me, that you change, one day you're kind to me, the next day you're bad to me, one day you love me, the next day you hate me, then I just wish I was dead. I wish you just didn't bring me into this world at all. And look at his, look at Job's theodicy. Man, this is beautiful. I praise God for the book of Job because we get a glimpse into what a suffering man who loves God, how does he wrestle with these hard times? First of all, he says, this is fantastic, man. He says, God, you're a troublemaker. You're a troublemaker. He says in Job chapter 9, verse 4, he says, talking about God, he is wise in heart and mighty in strength. Who has hardened himself against him and succeeded? He who removes mountains and they know it not when he overturns them in his anger. You, you, you're like, man, with the breath of your nostrils, you, you strike down the mountains, you divide the seas, you, you wipe out nations. You're a troublemaker. Did you see his reality with God? You know, I wish we would not be, you know, plastic Christians stuck in a box. Don't, don't, don't touch me, man, my holy robes. I wish we would get sweaty and real with God because God wants to get real with us. God, you really seem like a troublemaker right now. What is happening? What, what, what are you doing over here? I, I've loved you. I've been faithful to you. I've served you. And then he says, you're not just a troublemaker, but you're invisible. So I can't even catch you. I can't even see what you're doing. How crazy is that? I mean, you've seen the movie Invisible Man. Dude does all sorts of crazy stuff. I ask my kids, what would you do if you're invisible? And boy, I'm, thank God they're not invisible. <laughs> Job says in verse 11, chapter 9, Behold, he passes by me and I see him not. He moves on. But I do not perceive him. Behold, he snatches away. Who can turn him back? Who will say to him, What are you doing? Who has the right to go to him and say, What are you? If you want to ask him, What are you doing? You can't even find him. You can't see him. He's a troublemaker. And worst of all, I can't see him. And then he says, It's not just that. He's also strong. And no one can match him. No one can overpower him in strength and in wisdom. 
verse 17 chapter 9 for he crushes me with a tempest and multiplies my wounds without cause he will not let me get my breath but fills me with bitterness if it is a contest, contest of strength behold he is mighty if it's a matter of justice who can summon him he says God's a troublemaker God's invisible God is strong and then he says look at this he says God he's unjust now don't forget this is not Job's theology that he's settling on this is the venting of a man who's, exp who's expressing his pain from the distortion of truth and from the destruction happening around him but there's one thing you want to learn from Job's venting is God can handle your vents he can handle your frustration he can handle your realness your husband might not be able to handle it your children might not be handled but God can handle your realness of being real with him man I'm telling you if you want an authentic relationship there's got to be some, real, some, some realness going on there's got to be some I mean being a friend with someone who's always okay great good to see you you're kind of like man what really gets under your skin I want to see you mad what would you do if you were mad would you kill me in my sleep you're always smiling that kind of freaks me out you know and it's good that God can handle your, your authenticity, your realness. Job says in verse 22, It is all one. Therefore I say he destroys both the blameless and the wicked. When disaster brings sudden death, he mocks at the calamity of the innocent. Oh my gosh, Job. No, he doesn't do that. He says the earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covers the faces of its judges. And I love this line because you see the realness of Job. He says, if it's not he, then who is it? If it's not he, then because Job recognized that God is omniscient, he recognizes that God is omnipotent, he recognizes that God is all loving, and he says, It just doesn't make sense, Bill, that you're right. It just doesn't make sense if I'm struggling with this and I do love God and God does love me. Is he covering the eyes of, of those who judge the earth? Because I don't understand who could do something like this because he's powerful. I don't understand why this is happening to me. And I love it that God loves it when we say, God, I don't understand. This is not Job's theology, but he's venting. Destruction and disease can leave us wondering, God, why? God, why? I remember I was in India um, when 9-11 and the, and the planes flew into the towers. And I remember every single phone call, because I was working at a call center, American Express. And I remember having to stay back and, and answering phone calls. And majority of the people were asking this question. How could a loving God allow this to happen to a nation that says we're one nation under God. When we're a nation that, that believes in God, that, that walks in the values of God, how could God let this happen? And even till today, the questions go around, how can a loving God let suffering this? In India right now, thousands of people are dying. And I'm sure the believers are without asking the question, how can a loving God allow this to happen? And I'm telling you, it's sick and it's bad theology when you say it's because of their sin. It's because the idol worshippers, God is sending the disease even more strong on them. That's not the way God works. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store. 